Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Recording? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Three yes. Right. Cool. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And we got a special guest host, Dan K. Reed from RC Heli Nation. <laughs> How's it going, <Yay>! guys? <laughs> it's going great, man. It's, it's going uh, good. We had, a, we had an awesome day of flying today, so... You know, ah. it off to get you on the podcast. That's amazing. I had an awesome day of sleeping after working all night last night. So, oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> you need that every now and then. Yeah, I suppose. Work or sleep? I suppose. Both. 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 Actually, right? yeah, exactly. I did, take the, I did take the summer off, though, so I'm pretty fortunate when it comes to that. Nice. Cool. <laughs> this is episode 48, K. Reed. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, we're going to do it in my air quotes, more of an interview style. Um, Dan has a, a limited time that he can be on the show before he has to get ready for work. So, you know, we're going to kind of go into the main topic and then we'll do some, Kevin will do some editing magic to make it all. Yeah, I'm going to put the what he have been doing and what have you got coming up in its normal place. But you guys won't hear Dan speaking because yeah. he's not here. Yeah, he's not here. He had, he had to roll. Movie magic. Podcast magic. How was your week? Uh, my week was pretty good. Pretty, um, you know, we were recording a little earlier in the week, but uh, so we actually flew today yeah. and we're recording it today. Today's uh, Sunday. Today's Sunday. Yeah. Um, man, and it was it was a little windy, but still, man, I flew uh, I flew the sport a bunch of times, the Oxy Sport. I'm so comfortable with that helicopter, man. It's crazy. Like, yeah, you were killing it too, man. Uh, and I flew this. I brought the scale heli out. We got together with our buddy desk pilot. He's been on the show and, um, he came out to the field and, uh, that scale heli, dude, everybody freaking seems to like that thing. It's, and it's, and it boggles my mind because it's, you know what it is? It's just different. Yeah. It, it boggles my mind because it's the cheapest, like, stupid canopy, you know, or, uh-huh. or, or fuselage. And it's, you know, it's, it's not, an, it wasn't expensive to do. It's just, it's just different. And it looks cool when it's flying around. You know, I, I enjoy cool. flying. I it. like the sound. I like the sound of it. Yeah. I had it when you guys were out, um, <laughs> when you guys were out looking for that one helicopter that crashed, um, which we don't really have to get into if we don't want to. Um, which one? When you guys were out looking for that guy's heli that crashed into the tree? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't looking for it. We found it right oh, away. Oh, you found it right away? <laughs> yeah, we'll, um, we'll get into that a little later. Because the tree I'll, had I'll fallen? <laughs> no, I'll get into it in my section, but yeah, yeah. When you guys went out to look for that, man, um, I took up the scale heli, and I took it up a little higher than I normally do. Okay. And you know when the helis come around, and you're kind of in like the downdraft of the blades? Yeah. It has that really cool sound? Well, this really sounded like scale and really sounded cool as it came around you know it was directly almost like over your head sort of it's kind of uh, hard to explain over your head again no 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 it's it's kind of no, hard to explain I know what you mean because it's with the height and when you're banking to turn around you hear like right the yeah you're you're, you're almost in the direct downdraft yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i flew that um i flew that 570 dude and i don't know if other guys have have gone through this when they 
get a new radio and and set up. But man, I was so freaking crazy nervous flying that thing. I was just so worried that my fingers were going to do something stupid. Like I wasn't flying any moves ahead. I, it's partly because it's the 570 and I don't want to crash it. And it's partly because it's the new V control and my thumbs were like not just not used to the it's it sounds so stupid, but I don't know. I just was like, you know, it wasn't I wasn't feeling it at the time. So I'm like, you know, what? I just got to land it. And, you know, I need to get more time you know, on that V control. So I'm going to put the other Neo on the, on the oxy cube that I have. Because, uh-huh. you know, I like slamming those oxys around. If I'll get used to it real quick on that, you know, get some batteries through it. So I flew that, uh, the cube, flew my uh, FT Arrow, FPV, like three nice. or four times, man. That yeah. was that was a lot of fun. I changed the uh, I changed the camera out on that. I had a real narrow field yeah. of view camera that was cheap from Hobby King. And I put in the one that we got at flight test uh, or flight fest, um, mm-hmm. and that that worked out really good, man, a lot better. And our buddy Jeff came out to the field. Yeah, we saw him for the first time I think all year, man. And he flew that Beaver, and I, I wanted to break his hands. He comes out, hasn't flown in a year, and puts that thing right in, like lands it right on the spot. I'm like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, dude. Yeah, oh my like, god, wow, so- man, he did, he did really good with that thing, man. He did, yes. Uh, he did, it, it seemed like he didn't like you know miss a step at all like no and, and I think and, we said that know, last time when he came out yeah because he doesn't fly often now but um when he does fly he it's just like if he flew the day before and and the funniest part is is he comes out and he brings out his bags of lipos oh geez. and he's like he's like so let me anyone have a battery check let me see you know what these lipos are at and he left them fully charged for like a year <laughs> yeah. They were like and then he just nine like months fully charged. Them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, crazy. But dude, yeah, he was. Um, he I gave him a ride on the uh, the FT Arrow. He put the goggles on, and I was flying it around like line of sight. And mm-hmm. he thought it was pretty cool, man. So yeah, I mean, and he was asking me like we were trying to total up the price tag on it. And man, I think it was like two hundred fifty bucks, maybe. When all said and done, you know, you oh, build the arrow, my pot. Well, I was thinking, you know, we, we were thinking, you know, for the goggles and the and the receiver and the transmitter, you know, and the camera and building the FT Arrow, roughly two hundred bucks, two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, which is pretty awesome if you want to do some FPV. I mean, you yeah. go from nothing to having the goggles and all that stuff. Yeah, I think it's even cheaper these days. Yeah, because you don't have to go well, to could... version RC video receiver. No, there's no. other brands that are even cheaper that you know perform just as well so yeah yeah awesome so how was your week man uh my week was great we we flew today you know it was was you me bill or aka desk pilot and then uh one of our club members greg and then then we had a couple other uh club members there too flying airplanes during more during the morning part but um yeah had a great time i mean (laughs) that oxy (laughs) I, i you know, I know I, I, I talk a lot about the 700s, like, oh, man, I love the 700s, but I, I really enjoy the Oxys, too. They're so much fun. I get to smack it around with, like, no care in the world. I mean, at one point, I was doing, like, four flips like I normally do, but I was kind of, like, 
on the deck, like literally on the oh, deck. Oh, like, dude, yeah. The, the, the skids would disappear and like the grass a little, oh, and my pop God. up and I'd flip it on the, you know, on the, on inverted on the head, and then flip it back over, and the skids would disappear again. Like I was like skid bumping, or I guess whatever they call it. <laughs> they call it jackhammer. That's what I thought. That that's exactly <laughs> what like came that. into my head, dude. RCHN huh? yeah. jackhammer. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's uh, what's his name's auto? That's Jesse. Uh, no, Justin's autos, right? Oh, is it? On the jackhammer, what they refer like, to? Come down so quick and like bounces. <laughs> I tried to go back and catch like the origin of that, and uh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, so that's uh, what it is. Okay, I just call it that. I, every- I believe so. Don't quote me on it, but my memory is terrible. But I believe that's where it came from from him autoing and like basically just bouncing it on the run on the tarmac or on the grass on the field. Yeah, dude, you had one, two flips like in succession, and yeah, I I could have sworn you hit the skids. The first yeah. time, and then you flipped it upside down and dropped it, and then flipped it back upright and dropped it again, and yeah, you the skids went under the grass, like in the hole yeah. that was there. It was so funny. Yeah, I don't know if there was, was a like, hole there or just crap. you know the little bit of grass just kind of covered it. My skids weren't broken. I did break my tail. Uh, oh, did you? Tail fin. Yeah, and wow. I, and it wasn't from that. I mean, I think eventually it was from that, but um, it was that, and like I came in for uh, I was just hovering on the runway, and I just kind of like. Did a tail tap. I like oh, purposely yeah. pulled back and dropped the collective a little to hit the tail uh, fin on the runway, just to try it. I don't know. I just I don't know what got into me. I just was like, ah, I'm having fun. Let's try something. So that happened, and then I was, uh, and then I started doing the other stuff, and I actually lost the last flight I did. I lost the tail fin. The bottom part of the tail fin completely broke off. Oh jeez. Um, so somewhere on the field. Oh boy! But yeah, I mean, I had a great time with that. I was flying the the. I didn't really get that much flights in today. I was, I was a lot of um, hanging out in the morning part. Well, um, that's because Bill was up. there. Yeah, we Bill were was chatting, there, just chatting, you know. And then when uh, Greg came, I was helping him a lot with his heli, trying to help him get that uh, his aligned. Yeah, he had, he had. He had psychic and, bobble and tail, tail yeah, gain issues, all sorts of issues, uh, tuning. Yeah. Actually, Bill was like, how can you tell, you know, cyclic bobble? And I was like, look at it, man. When he, you know, you could, the disc, it just, it's dancing around, you know? Yeah. And it's not really even a disc that you'd notice. No, it's like more of the hanging of the heli off the disc. I don't know. It's it's no, weird. No, it's hard it's to. It's a tail. For cyclic bobble? Yes. If you look at the tail, the only time, like, I, I guess I watch the tail a lot when I fly. But when you look at the tail and you're following the tail. And you do a, a, like any type of collective movement or like a bank turn and you pull out of it, you'll notice that the tail bounces up and down. Oh, okay. Because your whole helicopter is yeah, I guess I'm looking bobbling at... from the cyclic. So your tail is the most furthest point. So it has the most reaction or most movement. Yeah, that makes it. sense. So I guess, you know, I, was, I always watch the tail, I guess, to know which way I'm flying. See, I, I guess I look at the disc and, and its relationship to the heli and I, I was right. kind of could tell from that. But I, I think I do the tail to the this to the heli. Like I have a weird triangle way of looking at the heli. Yeah. But and that's why I think for me flying backwards is easier now because I always kind of look at the tail as my lead point, right? Oh, okay. Um. But anyways, I'm getting off topic there. So yeah, we were, you know I was helping him try to tune out the tail. He was getting, and it's the weirdest thing. I don't know if any listeners know the fix for this. Please message me or let me know. But when he would make 
left bank turn. So he's turning the tail to the left. It would go and you know wag, fast wag. You would think drop down the gains. When when we were to fly, um, when he flies from right to the left and makes a right hand turn, tail holds perfectly. Hmm. No overgain, no nothing. So I'm not sure. I, one thing I, I'm gonna suggest to him is to uh, make sure his tail's centered, like you know, 90 degrees and, and all that stuff, and his servos 90 degrees. Yeah, didn't somebody look down that heli the first time he was there and said that it was the tail was wasn't 90 degrees to the well, well that was the like on the torque tube or on the the boom it wasn't 90 degrees right, and he resolved that issue. He okay. Had a, yeah, the line T-Rexes are just in T-Rex in general. You should know too on from your 450 is that um, when you put the tail fin on, there's that that like little block that goes from the round to a flat, and it has a pin in the middle. Yeah, and then it has the two screws that would you know hold the tail fin on, and and that I guess the one the plastic one he had before kind of got lubed up from the nitro or whatever, and it just kind of didn't it didn't hold. So oh, he has okay. a better one under now, and it held perfectly. It was tight. It didn't move. It was straight. His main disc and his tail disc was both 90 degrees perfect. But, um, yeah, so if you've been, I mean, if you follow Kevin or myself or Bill or a.k.a. Desk Pilot, you'll know he uh, that heli- helicopter went into a tree today. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see the spot that it actually hit the tree i wanted it was like wow i gotta see where those blades hit the tree but uh yeah. bill was like it was kind of up high they couldn't they couldn't tell it, i mean the, the helicopter wasn't high it was only about 12 feet yeah but i mean did you see the spot where it hit the tree yeah i think where he hit the tree was kind of close to where it landed like it might have been a little bit higher did it look like a bear had ripped the tree apart no, no. Mm. I mean, that tree was all, like, half of it was broken and it had, like, branches all over the place. It was just kind of, you know, very um Dude, the, the sound that thing made when it hit was like a yeah. car hit the tree, for crying out loud. It was yeah. bad. It made a big crunch noise. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the blades both broke, the tail boom, like, it, the tail boom, I, the, from the tail, like, tail box all the way to the front, the tail boom was perfect, except yeah. for the last four inches. It was like it was like a cane, it was like twisted over. Yeah, yeah, like like a candy cane, like just twisted over. To tell the truth, the crash wasn't that bad. No. I think it's blades, tail, torque tube, uh, the boom, right? Um, the skids were fine. The frame was fine. He stripped one servo, one servo one gear, servo, one cycle. Yeah. But did um, we? You don't know if he did any damage to the motor. Did he hit throttle hold when he went in? No, so Ooh. I was walking up uh, with Greg and, and uh, Bill, and we're walking up, and I'm like, "Wait, I I hear something." I still hear the motor. I hear though. a motor. Oh. And I was like, "Dude, hit throttle hold." He's like, "I did. It's <laughs> I hit throttle hold since I hit the tree." I'm like, "Oh crap!" So I think um, so. We, you know, the motor was still running. He he basically shook it out of the tree. And, you know, motor was only an idling, so it wasn't trying to spin the blades or nothing. I don't know if his clutch burnt out. Maybe that could be a possibility. Uh, but, yeah, you know, and as soon as he shook it, it kind of came down a little and it stalled itself. Um, shook it some more, used a stick, and, and, you know, he got it. When we brought it back to the table, we noticed that his receiver pack was unplugged. 
And, you know, it, it could be one thing that it might have happened maybe in the crash. But he, you know, the last things he was saying before it hit the tree is like, I'm trying to get it back. It's not working. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, geez. he didn't have radio control. Now, so did, it, did he lose a battery as well? No, he didn't lose the battery. It the just battery came unplugged. There. But he lost his adapter. He ran an adapter. Oh. Uh, so it basically went from a receiver pack into uh, EC3 into uh, JST. And that JST to EC3, he lost that. That could have flung off in the crash. But I think what happened is that the JST disconnected. JSTs are very um, easy to unplug and plug in. Yeah. Especially if you think on a nitro that gets all, you know, oiled up from the, from the nitro, right? So, yeah, I think that came unplugged um, with the vibration or just, you know, him flying. And it just kind of went, it just, you know, it lost radio. He, the icon shut off, his satellite shut off, like his, his servos all locked up where they were. And it basically flew into a tree. Jeez. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it sucks. It sucks to crash, especially a big heli like that. But he said he had most of the parts. You know, he wasn't down at all. He was definitely a good sport about it. So, um, you know, I told him that. I was like, yeah, go get some electrics, man. Because <laughs> he did have some issues just starting the, the motor, you know, earlier in the day and stuff. <sighs> what did you tell him to go get? Go get some electric helicopters. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Yeah, we were talking, look, him and I were talking about the Oxy and, and how good of a heli that is. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how into smaller helis he is. But well, I he mean, has a 300X, so he has one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did tell me that. Yep. Uh, 300CFX, sorry. Yeah, I think he said he's going to get that going. Yeah, I told him bring it out. You know, even if it's not working, like let me like bring it out with the parts. So we'll, I'll take a look at it. I'll help him out. You know. Yeah, both you and I were like, hey, if you want to fly an oxy, let you know, let us know. Yeah, but that was after the crash. So he's like, yeah. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I think I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm done for today. You know. Um, but yeah, he's still a great sport about it, and I think. Um, but on, on that side, though, helping him out, I got to fly my first Nitro today. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it did have some tail wag and cycle bobble, but I, I, I turned a couple of corners with it and stuff. And uh, and, then, yeah. and then I spooled it up and had it in, like, idle two or Ugh. something, and it, like, spun 90 degrees on me or whatever. It spun 180. <laughs> the nose was pointing at you. I'm like, what is he oh, doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was 180, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. Oh, man. I want a Nitro. Oh boy! No, I shouldn't. Not not until I'm settled in. But um, but that was cool. I had a good time. It was fun. Cool. I I think I only got like ten flights in. Uh, I have some discharging I got to do today. Yeah, but tonight. you freaking had some good flights, man. You, yeah, you were, you were kicking Dude, ass. I was doing a couple pure flips, like you know, whatever, ten feet with the oxy. Oh, yeah, you were doing them low. The um, but one thing. I don't know if you you watched any of them. Yeah, they they're kind of going all over the place. Yep. But I was doing one full rotation before at, at, per flip. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, the, the tail was going super fast. So I on the on the first half flip, I was actually doing two stirs on my on my cyclic. Oh wow, man. Yeah, and then and then on the way out, it would be like messy, and I would hit negative too much, you know, coming out of it. So it kind of went like shooting to the right and and i only got like half a turn out of it but yeah I, I, like one or two of those i was like you know stir 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 <laughs> you know and i was getting these these full rotations out of it and 
it scared the crap out of me because I didn't know which way the hell he was facing when I was coming out of it. And I probably shouldn't do this low, but, and with the, the headwind we had, but, uh, yeah, it was fun though. I mean, you know, cool <laughs> dude. And how about freaking bill desk pilot? He was flying his heli and how about the, the flips he was doing like inches off the ground? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he was inverted. He'd be inverted and then flip that thing over. And, and at one point I didn't know how he did not scrape that tail rotor on the yeah. ground man. I mean, just so close he'd be inverted nose uh you know nose in i guess pointing at us and then he never he didn't pop it up he would just flip the heli over yeah like he pop it up a little barely yeah into the ground. but it really looked like the tail scraping grass as those flipping like and uh, he was low head speed too at that point too right yes yeah yeah, yeah, he was low head speed, and yeah, he was killing it. Yeah, dude, he's a better some... pilot than than he you know leads you on. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of uh, you know, like I think his, especially his uh, E seven flights, his synergy flights. You know, he was. Yeah, that's what he was banging around. Yeah, he was doing some good stuff. His TikToks were you know cleaning up nice. Oh, talk about TikToks! Your TikToks, dude. You're getting so much better with that. You you were doing some rainbows, and then I'm you know I was like, all right, just you know tighten it up, and you're just like, it it was it was good. Yeah, it seemed like it seems like my my first damn flight of the day is always like the best one. I don't know why. (laughs) It's so weird because you think I would be more comfortable. I'm just abnormal to begin with. Yeah, I'm I'm just a b normal. (laughs) A b normal. Yeah. Oh boy. So. So, yeah, we're recording today on Sunday. We did this so that way we could get Dan on the show. It's kind of weird because we don't really have a couple days to kind of, you know, rebuild or fix or work on stuff. We just kind of, yeah. you know, we went flying today and then, and then we came home and ate dinner and started recording. All right. Let's get into the main topic here, Dan. Okay. All right. All right, let's get to know Dan. Dan K. Reed. Dan what, K. What, what Reed. Is, what's your alternate name you guys go by on the show? Was it Big Country Lovin'? <laughs> That's that was a name that was given to me by a listener. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Uh, some of the, sometimes the guys when we do, uh, you know, at at events or wherever, when there's other people around, sometimes the guys will refer to me as that. But typically, uh, typically it's <laughs> I don't go by that too often. Occasionally, <laughs> okay. All right, we'll keep that to the minimum then. <laughs> So, how long have you been in the hobby? Well, yeah, as you got, you know, I know you guys deal with uh, uh, other than uh, helicopters. So, you guys, <laughs> your your definition of the hobby is a little different than mine. I will tell you that I started helicopters in two thousand and eight, but I did dabble in airplanes for a couple of years uh, in the late nineties, mm-hmm. and um, prior to two thousand and eight, for about three or four years i was pretty heavily into rc cars particularly the nitro traxxas uh stuff and some tc3 on-road racing that kind of stuff yeah cool you know here in montana there wasn't a whole lot of that i think there was me and one other guy so it was more of a more of a backyard bashing especially in the winter time we'd go to parking lots at uh at the big like the mall Mm -hmm. where they where they kind of pile the snow you know? Yeah, those big snow banks. Yeah, we then we'd shape our own ramps and that kind of stuff. We we actually used to do. Uh, we were asked to do intermission at a monster truck show a couple couple years in Bozeman, Montana. Which I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bozeman, but mm-hmm. 
Um, they do the motocross guys during the intermission of the monster truck. And they asked us to come out for 10 minutes and we each took three trucks. And in about 10 minutes, we destroyed six (laughs) RC, (laughs) RC trucks. It was a lot of fun. We were jumping them off those big nine foot motocross ramps and doing, doing, doing backflips and front flips and all kinds of craziness. It was fun. So yeah, so I, I don't know. I've got a little, quite a bit of time in the hobby, but. Mm-hmm. Focusing mainly on helis since about 2000, 2008, late 2008. That kind of uh, answers the next question. Do you only fly helis? So you did fly some planks. Uh, I how did. About the, how about the ones that we don't talk about on your show? Shall not be named. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. I <laughs> try not to think about those guys. I actually actually worked in that field for a couple of years. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, uh, I don't. I don't begrudge anybody for wanting to fly them. I mean, I get it. But, you know, when you when you work in that aspect, you know, that, that particular segment, uh, it becomes not fun anymore. And I just, it really burnt me out. And I have no desire to ever fly a multi-rotor ever again. Really? I mean, I will, I will. I mean, I suppose I will. Like if somebody comes, like I've done it, like, um, like I did uh, at Our Fun Fly, I did some FPV, little short, you know, two or three minute flight before I crashed it. But right. I just, I, I just don't have any interest in, in owning or doing anything with multi-rotors anymore. It just burnt me out. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I, both Steve and I are huge fans of the show and we've listened to you know, everything that's been going on and know you were, had a job in it and we're working on it, but that's, that's interesting. That it goes a little deeper than just the machine itself. It's the whole, I mean, the, um, just how things went down um, with uh-huh. that particular, you know, it was pretty, <laughs> it didn't end well. Let's, let's say that. Uh, and I just, uh, it just really put a bad taste in my mouth. So it's not necessarily because I was focused and, and, and trying to get a particular machine that I designed f- to fly because we did, right. but it was just, ex- you know, things outside of, in the business aspect of, of what we were doing that just really went sour and it just, ugh, no interest. Yeah. No worries. Cool. So what got you interested in the RC helicopter hobby? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a sad story. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I have an autoimmune disease called ankylosing spondylitis and oh, wow. I, I'm oh. a registered nurse. Mm-hmm. Right, and I was working at the hospital one night, and I was transferring a patient. This was in uh, mid two thousand and eight, early two thousand and eight, and um, I felt something pop in my back, and it just it didn't hurt at first. And uh, long story short, it by the end of the night, it was I couldn't walk anymore, so they admitted me to oh, the man. hospital. And uh, in the process of all that. You know, two or three, I was in the hospital for about three weeks. In the process of doing that, um, they ran, started running tests, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And mm-hmm. turns out I had this disease. It's basically a hyperarthritic condition that causes major joints to fuse. And oh, uh, so, you, you, so, but the, the point of that story was I, I've, you know, you, you go from a being inactive, I, you know, I was fairly active. I used to love to bow hunt and hike and, Mm-hmm. All, nice. all of a sudden I couldn't do anything. And I, this is why I had to quit doing the cars because I couldn't chase the cars around anymore. Right. I, right. You know, this cars flip, you have to go out and, right. and do your thing. But for about six months, I was in this, this horrible depression because I couldn't 
do anything. And I was like, what, you know, what, what's to become? I mean, I just didn't have a, anything to look forward to. And one day my, um, I had considered years ago, back when Heli Pros was the only shop in the country, right? And they, they focused on Raptors years ago. I'd called them, talked to Kurt there at the time, had no idea who he was, um, kind of got a ballpark estimate of how much a helicopter was back then. And I think the Raptor 90 was the rage then. And it, um, I, I, I think we figured it was going to cost me out four grand. So I was like, yeah, can't do that. So, but wow. I was coming home from a doctor's appointment. And at that doctor's appointment, the doctor said to me, um, Dan, if you don't start um, living, you're going to be dead in a year. So, I mean, you need oh, to find, you, you need to find a reason. Mm-hmm. And I, I was driving home, riding home and I, and I, the whole ride home, I was like, you know, there's something I've always wanted to try and I just never, so I got home and ordered a helicopter and the rest is history. Wow. So, awesome. <laughs> so, you know, it, helicopters and I don't, I, you know, if you guys have listened to old, old episodes, I don't talk mm-hmm. about it much, but literally helicopters brought me back from the abyss. Wow. wow. So That's it runs, story. it runs, it's a little for me personally, and everybody's got their own story, but for me personally, it's, uh, it's just a little deeper than a, than a hobby, you know? Right. But sure. yeah, that's, so, uh, that's amazing. That's, that's how I got my start in the hobby. <laughs> Great. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Cause, uh, yes. you know, your, your contribution to the community, you know, to the, to the whole hobby itself. It's, it's great. It's amazing. And, you know, we're, we're definitely uh, better off that, you know, you did decide to give it a shot, you know, and go for it. And yeah, it's, you know, it's, appreciate it. you know, it's weird to hear. I mean, I hear that a lot. Um, and I appreciate that, but it's, it's, it's really weird because I don't, I don't know how to put this, but it's like, um, you just, you just, uh, you decide to do something and, and you have no clue. You have no idea its impact or what it's going to do and still the numbers don't lie and and we get it the emails all the time and and we do appreciate it and i appreciate it and it's awesome but still it's like you just um it's it's weird it's surreal to to yeah you know it's like it's because we're just you know we're just four guys that like the hobby and for whatever reason click and when we get together Sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's not, but, um, <laughs> you know, it just, it just works. There's a synergy, you know, and I think sure. you guys have it too. I actually, when you guys first started doing your show, um, mm-hmm. I, I caught a few of the episodes and, um, I, I, I must admit, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. In fact, if I'm not, if I'm gone for a week and I don't do the edit, there's a high likelihood that I didn't even listen to an ep- my own episode. <laughs> so don't don't take it personally. It's just no, that no, it's all, it's all I, I don't I don't um, I just don't I I, I will catch like uh, I'll try to catch oh, two or three out of every ten episodes of uh, others podcasts that are doing what we're doing mm-hmm. uh, with the hobby. I mean I do have a few podcasts that I listen to that have nothing to do with RC stuff. It's other interests that I have that I listen to regularly, just like anybody else would. But right. But anyway, my point was, I think you guys have that. I think you guys have a, a really good synergy as well. I think Chris is a great addition. I know he's not on all the time, uh-huh. but but he's 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 definitely one of the good guys in the hobby. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
he he does he does a lot of good for the hobby as well and i think the i don't know if you guys have done any research on podcasting and stuff like that back back when i was when i first started it when i, I was looking into it i i can't remember the exact number but i think somewhere i read if if your podcast can make it to like episode 20 then you you've got the longevity aspect down i mean you you kind of wow. at that point at that point you understand because, you know, when you first, like you guys probably went through this, it's like you start in the first 10 episodes, it's all exciting and you can't wait. And, and it's like, oh, I get to record tonight. And then mm-hmm. at some point, it, that excitement kind of weans and it's like, yeah, we got to get a show done. But it's the commitment, the commitment to doing it. And once you reach episode 20, and I don't, you know, that's just somebody's thought process. I don't know if that's, you know factual or not but somebody said and i read on a forum if you can make it to episode 20 you've you've kind of phased out of the honeymoon era of your podcast Mm -hmm. and now you're into the work you know and you understand what it takes to continue it and you guys this will be episode 49 for you guys so Uh, 48 uh, yeah oh this will be 48 okay so yeah i mean this is great yeah and it's weekly too so it's uh you know yeah it's almost a year that's yeah a year i mean that's it's a grind, isn't it? I mean, it's fun and it's exciting sometimes, and but sometimes it's a grind, isn't it, to do it? Yeah, I, I, I'd know. have to agree with that. Yeah, yeah, but it just yeah, becomes it takes part work of your for sure. It does, and it just be, but it just becomes part of your, you know, your routine, and it's just something you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But are you the primary but, editor on your show? I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know how much of a pain yeah, in the ass that can be. <laughs> Uh, and you know, and it just and how much the, time it consumes. Yeah. I can remember when I first I had no audio. I mean, other than I used to be in a band and and we used to do some live shows. I had no experience with recording, getting good voice tracks, that kind of stuff. And I, I don't know how you guys do it, but I was really focused on um, multi-tracking, getting everybody on their own track, and that's tough. That's really tough to do. And then on top of that, it's like the edit. I remember when I first started, I remember one show, and this was way back in the first version. I don't know if you guys know, there was two versions mm-hmm. of the show. Well, that was one of my questions, yeah. We had, I had a 35-hour edit. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. 30, God. 35 hours it took me to get one of the shows out. And I just, <laughs> I just, I just was so focused. I was like, I have to get this done. And it, you know, that we used to do show like uh, every three weeks back then. So it wasn't like right. it was a, a big deal. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I think it's great. There's plenty of room. There's, I've always like back when Chris was doing his show. I man, it's uh, it's awesome, especially when the when the podcasts can exist, uh, help each other, because there's there's so many hours in a week, <laughs> and and people who love the hobby just just will fill their time while they're wrenching, whatever. And right. it's yeah. you know it's a privilege for us to uh, that they allow us to to invade their private time as it yeah. were and, and listen to so, their heads <laughs> exactly you know yeah. it's like um and one thing i can appreciate and i i love how you guys actually i i, I was looking over your web page and i one 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 of my things is um I, I i don't i like how you guys refer to your listeners as listeners i like that and and it's kind of a personal thing for me i i don't really consider people that that listen to the show as fans because that feels i don't know it feels a little dirty to me 
Does that make yeah, sense? Kinda yeah, kind of like you're a high mighty. Yeah, no. yeah. It's like they're not fans; they're listeners. Yeah, because they listen to the show they support exactly, the show. exactly. But you know, it is what it is. It's just one of those things. So, how did you come up with RCHN? Like, I, I mean, I know I I personally know from hearing your show, but you know, we have a bunch of listeners that probably don't listen to RCHN because they're as you would say, plankers, <laughs> you know, or, you yeah. know, drone pilots, right. Or multi-rotor pilots. But, um, you know, for, for just to kind of get back to square one, like how did you come yeah. up with RCHN? Well, just quickly, you know, I got into, I was, I don't know if you guys remember Dicey from Heli Freak. Um, he's still around David. I always miss his last Taralu or something like that. Still talk to him occasionally. I'm horrible with names as if you guys, those of you who listen know that, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was doing a show and I was doing it with him, um, occasionally. And then, uh, that all went to hell. And, um, I started up the first version of the show with a co-host from Scotland. And, um, I don't know. I was just, I, I remember specifically I was coming home from Missoula, which is a town about 30. It's the big town, 30 miles North of us. It just popped into my head one day, and I was like, yeah, that's it. So uh, the name, you know, it's RC Heli Nation. It just kind of clicked. Nice. So it, there was no, it, you know, I, I didn't really, it wasn't like we thought about it and tried to really nail a name. It just kind of popped into my head one day, and I liked the way it sounded and um, kind of ran with it. Yeah, it's awesome. So you had a 1.0 before. Um Mm-hmm. First of all, where can I get this? I, I've been looking all over the internet to see if I can find it. Is there any place that actually is hosting it or have it I, available? I I don't know. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yes, there is. I have no idea where it's at. I actually have locally on my computer a few. I have a file with not all of those episodes because I shut that server down thinking I was never going to return to the hobby again after I took that year off. I just lost all that data. I do know that somebody's hosting it. And if, if you dig deep down into the inner workings of the interwebs, you <laughs> will find it. I have no intention of hosting those particular episodes just because it's, you know, it's the past, but they're out there. There's only nine of them. So they're, they're not that hard okay. to find. Oh, it was only uh, nine. Okay. Yeah. But it was, a. Uh, it was a roller coaster of nine episodes. It just it it took it just took off dramatically, and mainly in the UK because of uh, acid in the in uh, being in Scotland and pretty mm-hmm. prominent in the UK scene. But oh, they wow. are out there. They're just hard to find. But they somebody's hosting them somewhere. So look cool. on the look into the uh, depths of the internet, Steve. Just don't yeah. look too far, dude. Yeah, might might go into a stay a off dark the dark bed. web. Yes, yeah. the dark web, yeah. yeah. They're there, um, though. Um, so you had four fun flies now, right? RCHN, fun fly, four of them, right? Correct. How did you uh, come up with, you know, kind of, let's do a fun fly? <laughs> like, well, know, I, yeah. If you, if you go back to the early days um, when Rob Boyd and I were doing the show for the first 30 or so episodes, um, he and I talked about doing that doing a fun fly and in fact we were in the works of uh, working with a guy from from texas brian foster i don't know if you guys know who brian foster is but he uh, used to fly maybe still does fly for kate or uh 
not KDE. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, Aerodyne. You know oh, what I'm talking R- about. RC Aerodyne? RC Aerodyne, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Scale house. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and we had actually almost done a fun fly way back in the beginning down in Texas. But um, that kind of fell through. It just um, didn't really have an, a clue how to do it. And then, um, you know, once uh, Nick came on the show uh, and Justin and those guys, I don't think they weren't really keen on it. At least I don't, I didn't get the impression that Nick was uh, too keen on it because Nick's kind of a, Nick's kind of an all or nothing kind of guy. In other words, you introduce an idea to him and he just, he just immediately runs big picture with it. So I'm not really that way. I'm more of a, I just kind of like to think, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this without really thinking about the details that go in, into actually accomplishing that Nick just starts lining out the details and he goes like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be a lot of work. And, uh, once he gets going on it, it's, it becomes, it's, it goes from, well, I don't, you know, you can sense that he's not real. Maybe, uh, you just don't sense the enthusiasm, but once he gets going on the details, the enthusiasm builds and, uh, one thing led to another. And, um, the first few, I, you guys do a fun fly too, don't you? We well, had we had a f- one, yeah. This year was our first one. Yeah, it's our first one. And it's more that came from just like the president of our club saying, "Hey, you guys fly a lot of helis. Let's do a fun fly, and we'll name it this." And he actually thought of it. So yeah, and we were yeah. like, "Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure." <laughs> well, one thing that we're we're learning because the first few, the first one for me was just so incredibly stressful. Uh, and uh, close friends of mine, like Dieter, mm-hmm. uh, those of, those guys that live up here in the Northwest can attest to that because I was actually hanging out at Dieter's house two or three days before the fun fly, and he just was like, dude, you need to relax. I'm like, but what if nobody comes? You know, it's like all oh, this yeah. work. And we found that the first two were, were pretty difficult from a s- stress. But once you, you know, once we started realizing that, you know, people will show up, uh, and we're, you know, we don't take that for granted. We just know that what we're trying to accomplish, people can appreciate. Mm-hmm. And and that once that stress kind of goes away, you can focus more on just having a good time. And the last last two actually were pretty easy. I mean, well, easy is not really the right word, but they were not stressful, and they just kind of happened. You know, right. the the first two were just just like it felt like a logistics nightmare. But it really wasn't. It was just because we didn't know what we were doing. The only thing that would really worry me is like your vendors that that show up, like you know, food vendors, or if you had uh, equipment vendors. Just just like if nobody showed, I'd feel so bad for them. You know, like hey, you know, I, I booked you guys, and you know, nobody yeah, showed. You know, we've got a way around that. Um, well, first of all, we have great great support up here in the Northwest with Lower Heli. I mean, right. For those of you who aren't familiar, Ken at Laura Helly is amazing. He shows such support for the Northwest events. It's um, We didn't have to worry about that at all. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you don't want him to show up and not have anybody there. But at the same time, he he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. So I'm here to support you guys. And he's like, I don't care if 10 people show up because oh, I'm, here cool. to, I'm here to, to support what you guys do. That really is nice and it's even better for him now because our fun fly is literally at his back door you know so 
um, makes it a lot easier there. But yeah, that is that is stressful, the food vendor thing. But as far as other vendors, we've set up a rule. Our fun fly has it's not a commercial thing. We don't make any money on it. Right. Um, we we try to come out a little bit on the black because it does. You know, you got to get the porta potties, you got to get the lights, you got to pay the rent on the field. Yeah. So there is a little bit of money that needs to be made. But for the vendors, we don't charge vendors. We don't care who who comes. It doesn't matter uh, if you have a product, if you're in the in the hobby. All you have to do is let us know you're going to be there, and we will hold a spot at center stage. Not going to charge you for it. That takes a lot of pressure off us because now we don't have to supply tents and tables, and we're just giving you a spot. And we want you to come here, not necessarily with the intention of selling stuff, but to help people. And they do, and they and they do a fantastic job. Nice. So there will never be money made at an RCLA Nation Fun Fly. (laughs) Hopefully, we cover our costs every year, which we've been fortunate to do that Mm -hmm. every year. Now, you guys LLC'd your uh, the podcast or the made like formed a a corporation more or less. I did. I did that immediately. Um, If you listen to the first, I think four or five episodes, we actually used. And I don't know if you guys are aware, but you can use copyrighted music in a podcast under the Fair Use Act as long as it isn't as long as it's under a certain time. In other words, I, I don't remember because I haven't done this for such a long time. I haven't looked into mm-hmm. it, but you know, we were using actual copyrighted music uh, for bumpers and intros and outros, and and um, I think the fair use is under is like fifty nine seconds. If you only use fifty nine seconds of a song, you don't have to worry about royalties or copyright stuff. Oh, wow. uh, don't. So don't quote me on that. And if you do, if you Google it, you'll find the answer real quick. It's just mm-hmm. the reason I decided to form an LLC was because I was actually talking with Bob White Finless, Bob. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he he was kind of going over some stories, some horror stories. And I won't mention manufacturers, but he used to do a lot of videos, as we all know. And he was telling me some horror stories of potential like threatening lawsuits because he did a bad review and he was kind of giving me a little bit of advice in that. And so I just decided, first of all, the podcast does make money and you have to account for taxes and you have to, you have to do the books and all that stuff, all the money that it makes. It's the way it's, it's, uh, formed. It's, um, there are no employees every at the end of the year, we have to come up with, we have to be as close to a zero balance as possible or we pay a lot of taxes oh, okay. uh, that, that ensures that the money that is made just circulates right back into the podcast, whether it's equipment stuff to buy, to give away the fun fly. We just need to end the year with as close to a zero bounce as possible. So, okay. But so the reason I did that was a <laughs> little bit of personal protection. Yeah. You know, I mean, at the time I wasn't, I just was like, well, what if we did have, what if we did do a bad review and somebody wanted to come after me? Well, I needed a little separation. So, um, makes sense. I don't know if it'll work, (laughs) but luckily we've not had to deal with anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, I mean, they would sue the company to LLC, not you personally. Right. So none of your assets are liable for that. Right. So so yeah, it makes sense. Kevin, we got to do it. Dude. Come get me. <laughs> Come get you. Like, I Come got get me. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, they might have taking all your can't, helicopters. Oh. Can't can't squeeze blood out of a turnout. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well. I mean, it's just so, my dumbass opinion. It's so you know. Yeah, and that's and, and that's true too. And experience. That's, I actually that's that was my first thought. It's like I have the right to to say whatever I want as long as it's based on my opinion, right? I mean, as as long as I don't go out of my way to you know to. Yeah, bash someone, bash, bash somebody, you know. But yeah. you know, at the same time, I, I, I just, I don't like dealing with government shit. So I figured, you know, if the podcast is going to be taking in advertising money to pay for servers and equipment, I yeah. think it's best just to, you know, keep keep that all legal. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, and and as far as copyright music, um, we actually buy um, music for our show. So. Okay. Uh, uh, it's all it's all royalty free music that we buy. It's anybody can use it, but you have to pay for it. But it's right, not that right. expensive. Yeah. So where did your intro song come from? Because like it's the, it's so embedded in my head now. <laughs> Every time we hear it, it's like oh, it's a show. You song. mean do you mean the actual very first part of the intro or the actual like? Musical the guitar, part. the music part. Yeah, that actually was part. It's some royalty, st- royalty free music that we bought, and uh, from an artist in Italy called. Uh, her name is Cora Three Thousand. Okay. That's her. Uh, that's her like, business name. I don't know, but she does a lot of studio stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much any style of music that you could possibly want, she has, and she's very good. And a lot of our music. Co- I mean. A lot of our music is solely comes from her. So, oh wow, nice! I figured it was one of you guys had put yeah. something together. <laughs> well, you <laughs> did say you played in a band, right? What did you I, play? I was a guitar player. Yeah, nice. Yeah, see? What kind of music? Uh metal. I'm a metal. Awesome. Head. Nice. Thank yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dan, you and I get yeah. along real good. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I, uh, I listen to. I, you know, I listen. I the stuff I listen to scares most most folks. Um, yeah, you you and I would get along good. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm the yeah. same way. I know Nick and Justin and Jesse. They don't really appreciate it. They actually kind of make fun of me for it. But um, yeah, I'm stuck. I'm, uh, I I always say I'm stuck in the early '90s thrash metal because that's where I kind of like. I was in a thrash yeah, band a- and I kind of like got stuck there, and I just yeah. love that stuff to this day. I'm going to give a little plug to a friend of mine who's in a band here locally, and I really am into their music and um, Corpse Walkers. So Walking Corpse Syndrome. They're a fantastic thrash band. Uh-huh. Nice. Check them out. But um, yeah. I'm also, I'm a chi- I'm an 80, I'm an 80s child, so I'm really big into butt rock too. So Okay. Butt rock? Motley, huh. Butt rock, yeah. Motley Crue. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Poison, that kind of stuff. Well, Iron Maiden. The glam stuff. Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, nice. that kind of stuff. Metallica, obviously. Who doesn't like? Well, and, until the the Black Album, then then yeah. yeah. You know, I I don't really have. I mean, I get it. I, I understand that. I you know, you're in a band for two hundred thousand years. You got to evolve. <laughs> you know, you sure. can't play the same shit. You know, and I don't. I get it too. I don't appreciate their newer shit as much as yeah. I do their older stuff. But whatever, it is what it is. I'll continue listening to Ride the Lightning and. Yeah, that Kill kind of stuff. All, man. I loved it. Yeah, I'm more of yeah. a Megadeth guy than a Metallica guy. And yeah, actually, I got to meet Dave Mustang. Did you? No way. Yeah, yeah. It was that. <laughs> I used to drive tour buses for bands. Huh. 
and I was on wow. a Megadeth tour once. And, wow. Uh, I actually, since you're into Megadeth, you might appreciate this. Um, I, I was back. I, it was, I can't remember. I don't remember where we were at, but we were at a, at an amphitheater open arena somewhere. And I was just kind of hanging out backstage and I was walking past, um, uh, Dave Mustang's guitar tech. And he stopped me and he said, Hey, can you play guitar? And I'm like, uh, yeah, a little bit. And he's like, well, come here. And he put, you've seen it, that, that double neck yellow Jackson. <laughs> the Jackson like half V double neck. Yeah. He put that thing on me and he said, I need you to, to play a few riffs. Cause he was checking out, uh, the, uh, wireless. Okay. He, he okay. Doing some tweaking on the wireless. So through the full PA, the <laughs> nice ninety thousand watts. Uh, I started playing a Metallica song. Was that the wrong? <laughs> <one>? <laughs> That's great. Oh, that's, that's classic. Uh, that's <laughs> it probably oh. depends on how far away from the separation it was. You know, like when uh, <laughs> when this you was a, early two thousand. But oh, okay, you know, so you were there, right. No, nobody, nobody from the band was uh, was at the arena yet. It was pretty. Oh, early that's funny. That's still awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What song? What, what Metallica song will you play? Uh, uh, jeez, dude. Do you want to know the guitar tech's middle name too, man? Just he was no, playing a Metallica song. Here he is. Harvest, Harvester of Sorrow. Harvester of uh, Sorrow. Okay. That's a good song. Uh, awesome. I didn't, get to, I didn't get to play much of it. I got to play about maybe a minute and a half of it. But that's awesome. You were like, yeah. and they were like, all right, stop before Dave walks in. I'll get off. Actually, uh, he was a really cool, really cool guy. Very smart, very, very intellectual. Yeah, he very well spoken. Yep, and he's very spiritual. He's not religious, but he's spiritual, and he he's deep. He's pretty deep. He's a pretty deep guy. But anyway, that's that's another story. Nice <laughs> man. Awesome. Uh, so, how did you meet Nick, Justin, and Jesse? Like, how did they come to be a part of this? So, Nick was the first edition. Um, so Rob Boyd, who was f- uh, very instrumental in getting RC Alienation version 2.0 back up and running, he was running. He was going through some personal stuff that I'm not really going to get into details, but it just was it was it was really tough for him at that particular moment in his life, and he just was having a hard time. He didn't want to start to separate from the show, but he just at the time in his life he just had no no choice. Um, So as he was, you know, stepping back a little bit, I I was like, God, I really need to find somebody in particular. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Uh, I, so I put a Facebook post up or I believe it was a Facebook post. Maybe, maybe I said something on one of the shows. And so Nick calls me or sends me a message. Uh, and he says, Hey, um, you know, I'm really, I, I follow the news a lot. And you mentioned how you might want somebody to do some news and he said i might be interested in doing that just just the news okay and i was like oh sweet uh let's set up a time kind of an informal interview i guess more of just a conversation yeah well that first skype call that he and i had was like almost four hours and we were just clicking we were just clicking wow but before that that call ended I was like, I know he's got to be a part of this. Um, and, and I know at the time it was, just, he, he just wanted to do the news, but I said, I need to get him on, for, you know, for the whole show. 
he was pretty reluctant at first because he wasn't sure he wanted to make that commitment. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I knew that if I could get him on one full show uh, and I could get him interested. And sure enough, it took one show. And the other guys, uh, they kind of came in because they were friends of Nick's. Oh, okay. So Jesse and Nick had been flying together. Actually, uh, Nick taught Jesse how to fly. I think they met through the forums, but they live right mm-hmm. next to each other. They might have known each other for, for I don't really know specifically, but that, anyway, they had known each other for quite some time. And, of course, uh, Justin as well. Okay. Um, Justin kind of came in next. He, he you know, we had um, another guy from, I believe, your neck of the woods. Um, we were kind of phasing him out, and Justin kind of stepped in there. Uh, and then, of course, Jesse was next. So within about, right. I don't know, 10 episodes uh, we went from just me and Rob and mm-hmm. to me and Nick and Justin and Jesse. And then, of course, Sage is the latest edition. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Are you sponsored? Do you have sponsors? Personally? Mm-hmm. No. Don't do sponsors. No? None at all? Not at all. I know not for a little bit you were, right? I, yeah, I used to have a cool power sponsorship. Right. Uh, back when I was really heavy into Nitro. And that's really about it. I um, I've been offered sponsorships but i turn them down consistently really i've got kind of a personal objection to a lot of what manufacturers are doing when it comes to sponsorships and in particular reps now i just everybody in there and and i get a lot of you know a lot of a lot of people don't like my stance on this and i'm okay with that but it it seems like everybody in their dog is is a rep a sponsor they have some type of sponsorship it doesn't mean anything back back when i started in the hobby it meant something like when when somebody said i am sponsored or or i rep company x y or z Mm -hmm. it meant something and they you knew you could actually go to that person and get you know advice but it seems that people think if i have a sponsor i i'm creating a name for myself or or whatever but it's 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 been watered down right? oh, i was just so, gonna say that very true just to say those yeah, exact words mm-hmm. seems watered down. you know and it's it is watered down and it's I don't begrudge anybody for wanting to do it but frankly a sponsorship all that means is you're going to spend a shit ton more money and all they're doing, and the reason manufacturers like to have sponsors like that is because they're locking in a customer. Think about it. Yep. So yeah, you get a di- you get a discount, but now yep. that manufacturer knows that you're going to be. They have a guaranteed customer, right? Yeah. From here on out, because you are sponsored. So you're going to end up every time you crash. Guess who you're going to call? Yeah, you're going to get a discount on the parts, and I guess that's cool. But you're locked into that that particular brand right that particular thing and frankly i've always in my situation i feel i would rather have somebody show their support by sponsoring the podcast because that's what's important yeah what dan what dan flies isn't important you know right it's just not it just isn't because i don't i don't i'm not a technical guy i i don't I know Nick and, and Jesse and Justin, they start freaking out about 10 grams here, 100 grams there. That shit doesn't interest me. <laughs> it just doesn't interest me. I And I know from that aspect, I'm not really going to be able to help anybody in the hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, my I just love the hobby and I've got a passion for it. I just want to go fly. You know, I don't 
I don't yeah. care if this blade flies a little bit better than that blade. If I have that blade on at on hand, I'm going to fly it, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't. I'm not going to stress over it. I'm not going to. Oh my god, I have to only fly Radix, or right. I only fly Switch, or I'm going to fly whatever. If I get a good deal <laughs> on a set of blades that I feel flies decent, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a little less, you know, good than right. brand other brand. I'm going to fly it. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I'm not interested in being locked down to one, to any, uh, you know, cool power, love it. Love cool power, still fly cool power. And I could probably still be uh, on that rep team. I I just, I, it does mean it, it does them no good because I'm not flying nitro. So, you know, I'm, what, what good am I to them? They still get plenty of, airtime from us because we all fly cool power we all love cool power and mm-hmm. they, they you know back when i was doing nitro and i i was buying you know 20 cases of nitro wow. a year yeah it was great it was awesome for that help and but and they're still reaping the benefits from helping me out like they did because we love cool power so that's awesome and it totally makes sense your take on the sponsorship i mean yeah i never is. thought about it like that you know yeah. that yeah. they have a you know, a locked in customer. Yeah. And it's, it's think about just go on the forums and look at signatures. I would say eight out of every 10 people on the forums. And granted, that's a small subsection of the hobby because there's, if you think about the forums, it's not like the whole hobby is being represented in the forums. I mean, it's a very vocal minority, Right. Sure. A lot of folks mm-hmm. just don't go to the forums or they do and they don't ever type anything. They just read. Right. Right. So it's like everybody is sponsored. And it's yeah. so watered down. Just doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. I oh. mean, yeah. I could see definitely see that it's watered down. There is. I mean, I'll I'm a rep for links, but um I feel that for me it helped me help others too because well, someone actually can come up to me and say oh well yeah i have a problem with this can you help me and see that that's the flip side that i totally understand mm-hmm. because i i i know com- i get it completely that when somebody accepts or does a sponsorship it's with the best of intentions and yeah. some people really follow through and with some that people intention. don't though and some people <laughs> don't yeah and the problem is, is, is as me as a as Joe hobbyist, I don't know who mm-hmm. who those are. You learn. I mean, you you go especially in like a regional area. You know, you go to your fun flies in your region. You, you get to yeah. know. You yeah. get to know those guys that really take their sponsorship seriously, and those are the guys you go to. But let's face it, there's a lot of guys out there that are just trying to meal into the next deal. And I know that know for a fact i've know so many people firsthand mm-hmm. that all they're looking for is free shit all right it's unfortunate but i mean i know guys here in the northwest that's all they do that they're just they'll, they'll drop if if they can get a better deal tomorrow they'll drop any sponsor they have if they feel like the next sponsor is going to give them a better deal all right and that's right. that that's shitty yeah. yeah no they're in it for the wrong reason well, one sponsorship that I'm working on and better not be watered down is the Kettle One sponsorship um, <laughs> that hopefully I'll acquire one day. Kettle One? What is that? Vodka. Vodka. Oh. 
Yeah, that better not be watered down. Nice yeah. play. Yeah. I, I go through quite a bit of it. Yeah, excellent. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, so what do you fly? What's in your fleet? Oh, uh, unfortunately, right now, mostly goblins. Uh, I um, I'm not really brand loyal. I um, at this particular junction, there's a lot of goblins in my fleet. But in the past, you know, I was I I would have no problem flying, building, buying in a line. Right. Um, I've had many of them, and I love them. Let's see what else I've got. An oxy. Yes. I've got um, I've got a Raptor thirty. I've got a Kyosho thirty. I've got a Ergo thirty. I've got a JR vibe, JR vibe 50. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I've had Kasamas. I've had boutique Hellies. I've had, uh, Bergens gassers right now. As you guys may be aware, I'm, I'm enjoying the shit out of, uh, the gasser conversion from a uh, Leviathan on the, cool. the goblin conversion. And, yep. uh, I've been nice. flying Nick 770 for a couple weeks. Nice. Uh, I was at his house not too long ago and I, Took it. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, uh, Nick. Walking out there. <laughs> I uh, left one of my gassers at his place and took his 770, and um, so he's can he can mess around with the gasser, and I can mess around with the bigger goblin. So, nice. lots lots of different helis. I don't I don't really uh, I'm looking at um, well this having this 770, and I'm just trying it out to see if I actually want to uh, buy one myself, but. Um, okay. I was looking at uh, Protos, and there's you know, there's a lot of good helicopters. And here's the cool thing about where the hobby is now, compared to seven years ago, eight years ago. Most any machine you buy now is going to be good, right? right? It wasn't that way. It was not that way eight years ago, and you really kind of had to do your homework and and understand what you were getting into. Mm-hmm. Pretty much anybody out there that's putting out a machine these days, it you know they all have their little. You know, I'm into motorcycles, and all motorcycles have their little weirdnesses that you just got to learn, right? And yeah. so, right now, I do Yamaha motorcycles, uh, street bikes, and it's like uh, there are things about that particular brand that you become aware of and you deal with, and you you know you keep on top of. It's like any, it's like the helicopters are the same way. Sure, Dan, didn't you have a, a special controller at one time? I did. Yes. Oh yeah, with your hand, right? Do you still fly so, with that? I have it. I have it in case I need it, but here's the, you know, with the, um, with that arthritic condition that I have, um, occasionally, and it's not happened the knock on wood for, for quite some time. Uh, but there for, for about nine or almost a year, um, I was not able to use, uh, my, my wrist. I couldn't, I had to keep it in a sling. I couldn't move it. It was just, uh, it was on super uncomfortable. So I couldn't, I couldn't um, use the controller because I couldn't. So I had a special controller made that that had a, a knob for the rudder. Right. Because I could I could manipulate the collective, but I couldn't use the rudder. So I had a knob, uh, so I could just twist it with my fingers, and it was still it still hurt like hell. But it was it I could do it, and boy, did that take some getting used to. Oh, I was just gonna ask. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's uh, kind of a, on the lines of the old uh, Curtis Youngblood. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. controller you know it's um it's it's actually not that un- well nowadays it is but it used to not be that uncommon i hmm. actually got in touch with um 
Curtis's camp back then to find out some information to find only to find that there's a radio company. And I think he's still, I, you know, I haven't had to deal with him for a number of years, three or four years, but radio South. And I believe that's somewhere in down South, (laughs) (laughs) but they'll do those kind of custom modifications. So I sent him a 14 SG uh, Futaba Mm -hmm. and, um, few few weeks later i got back in the mail a very custom uh radio that uh for that particular moment in time served my purpose and it was basically like learning all over again yeah yeah i remember listening to the show when you were going through it i hadn't heard you talk about it lately so i was curious yeah luckily i haven't had to um you know use it which uh yeah that's good (laughs) because that sucked (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> but I do I do keep it around just in case. Yeah, awesome. Uh, just going back to your fleet, you still have the five seventy, don't you? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, five seventy. I've that. got a couple seven hundred gassers. Yeah. Um, my regular machines that are always ready to fly would be the five seventy and the seven hundred gassers. The other ones, the Oxy's always ready to fly, but I'm not a big fan of small helis. And uh, in fact, Nick has that right now. Yeah, he he wanted to play with it a little bit to kind of get mm-hmm. some experience with it and kind of work on the tune a little bit. So nice. we'll see how that goes. Oh, awesome. All right. Um, I know it's getting towards the time where you got to jump off. So I think as far as the questions, we should stop here. Okay. Okay. Um, first of all, I just want to thank you. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Yes. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we're big fans, so I w- it would be safe to say that Freefall RC would not be the podcast that is without RCHN's influence, for sure. Yeah, and, yeah, totally. And let me let me preface that with RCHN would not be what it is if it wasn't for guys like Chris doing all things that fly and inside heli. So mm-hmm. we all we all kind of get our inspiration and our start from what other people are doing and those that come before us. So yeah, you know, it's 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 um. I think it's great. I mean, I think it's great that you guys are doing it. I think um, I wish more people would do it because I think there's plenty of room in the hobby for shows. People want, yeah. people love this kind of stuff. So, yeah. in this day and age with you know the internet and Facebook and social networking and social media and all this stuff, like people are just craving for more content. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's great. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, so if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you, you know, thank you, send some words of whatever, you know, <laughs> how would they get in touch with you? <laughs> uh, you could reach me at Dan at RCLANation.com. And I just, before I go, I do want to, I do want to give a shout out to the guys on the show, Nick, Justin, yes. and Jesse and, and Sage. Those guys are a huge part of what I do. And the show just wouldn't be what it is today without them. I mean, it's, it's evolved um, it's gone through several, several evolutions. And, mm-hmm. um, right now we've got a very good consistent crew that are, you know, we're dedicated to what we do and, um, it's tough sometimes logistically. And, and one thing I will give you guys a little bit of advice, kind of something that we didn't do, uh, and we're going to start doing more is schedule some weeks away because, you know, we're at 200 and I, I just finished uh, earlier before we started. I finished the edit on 255. So that's a lot of episodes. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. My advice is schedule some weeks, uh, 
you know, wh- whenever we're actually going to take a small break over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've been saying we're going to do it every year for five years, five plus years. We never do, but you got to. And, uh, that's just a little bit of advice because, uh, someone always told me, uh, or someone I can't, we can't remember someone from the UK was like, Oh my gosh, you guys have to take a break. You're going to burn yourselves out. Actually, wait. I think it was John Johnson. Pinion. You guys remember Pinion. I know. Yeah. Uh, what happened to Pinion? Uh, he's, you know, he's kind of moved on to, uh, he, he's still around occasionally. Okay. Um, he got married and uh, I still talk with him uh, every now and again. Still the same awesome guy that he's always been, but he's just kind of moving on to other aspects in his life. Sure. But he told, he always told me, you gotta, you're going to burn yourselves out. And I just didn't see that happening. But I, I can appreciate that now. You, you've got to take some time. So, to, uh, so do you mean schedule a uh, like a, a break? Yeah, just let your listeners know. That it's hey, like, yeah. uh, okay. hey, you know, come December, we're gonna take two, maybe three weeks, or or every every two months, we're gonna miss two two weeks. You know, you got to clear your head. You got you got to take a vacation, just like anything else. You know, you yep. got to take take some time, and that's the one nice thing too. And you guys. With just the two of you, with Chris coming in occasionally, uh, you know, it, it'll be tough because you're going to need, you know, it's tough to do a one-man show. <laughs> so <Sure. laughs> you, you guys kind of rely on having two people around. But, you know, as you get, as you find more folks, and I would suggest you kind of look for that, um, look for another person, not necessarily to bring in full-time, but just yeah. someone that you know you can rely on and that clicks with you. But. It's a lot of fun. Sure. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of it's it's a huge amount of work. And yes. but there's there's definitely you know, especially when you get a chance to meet a listener who's been listening to you for four or five years and they feel like they know you, right? They're like yep. yeah. they know everything about you. Uh, right. because when you do a weekly show, they have you know, you have no choice but to kind of divulge your life <laughs> right <laughs> on mm-hmm. the air. And it's it's um it it's cool to hear the stories, I mean, I've heard, I've had some very intimate conversations with some folks that'll catch me at a fun flight, especially like if we go to uh, Florida or when we went to Urcha, guys will pull me aside and they'll, they'll relate to my story in the hobby and they will tell me very, you know, stuff like that they just wouldn't tell anybody. Right. But, right. They, but it's like over the course of four years, they feel like I'm a lifelong friend and, and that is very... You got to take that seriously. Oh, yeah. And it's so cool. It's so cool when they just relate those stories to you. Just, just very personal, sometimes traumatic and sometimes sad stories, but they're like, you know, what you guys do has helped. Uh, it's given me something to look forward to. It's kept me in the hobby mm-hmm. when I, when I can't fly. And it's just, that is so worth, that's the payment. That's the paycheck. Right. Nice. That's, that's, that's what makes all of the work completely worth it. And the mm-hmm. emails, it's just, it's amazing. But anyway, keep doing what you're doing. I think it's great. And uh, look forward to, uh, I, I'll, I check in, like I said, a couple episodes every 10 or so. I'll just take a listen to kind of, it's kind of cool because I've been listening and I've been he- uh, occasionally checking in and I've been hearing your guys' evolution mm-hmm. because, you know, it's it's not, it's not super easy to do unless you got a background in broadcasting. You know, you kind of got to learn, you learn kind of what you're doing as you go. And definitely if you listen to like the first episode or the second episode of RC alienation and you listen to, you know, you go to 101 or 201 or whatever, yeah. you can hear the evolution. Yeah. You know, 
it's exciting. Awesome. Dan, well, thanks thank again, again, man. Yep. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to hang up. Have a good one. And I'll uh, listen in when I, you guys, when's this show coming out? Friday. It'll be Friday. Yeah. Excellent. All right, guys. Right. Have thanks again, Dan. Take care. You bet. Yep. Talk Bye. to you later. Bye. Oh, man. So that's, that dude, was awesome. That was great, man. The only thing I wish we had more time with him. I mean, yes. that was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like speechless here, man. Uh, I think I'm more speechless talking to Dan Reed. And then when you listen to this part, than I was when I was talking to Kyle Stacy. Kyle Stacy? <laughs> Kyle Stacy? Oh, so Kyle it's Stacey. not going to be that anymore. I don't think so. It's going to no. be Dan Reed, Dan <laughs> Reed, Dan Reed. <laughs> uh, it, it never was. I don't even know why. <laughs> I mean, I know why, but. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. Um, Steve yeah, has yeah. somewhat of an erotic fixation with a pilot named Kyle Stacy. <laughs> yeah, I guess I that's what the iTunes review was. I know. I don't get it though. My memory is usually pretty good with stuff like that, especially if I hear it. I don't know. My I don't have a horrible. I, I don't have a good memory when it comes to things that my wife tells me, and I've been down the road <laughs> with that, like because it changes like oh. fifty times before we actually do it. So my brain's right, like, right. well, I threw that out. Um, uh-huh. so I don't know, but, um, when I hear something, man, uh, my memory's pretty good with stuff I hear and then, you know, to recall it, let's go to the news news. Oh crap. News news. I didn't even look for any news, dude. Um, I have one news. You have news. Well, I don't know if it's news, but it's something I want to discuss. Okay. So a may, well, Urcha released a, a, a post on they're not going to allow for next year's Urcha to allow DIY night blades or spotlight flying. And then I think AMA kind of piggybacked on for that and said that um, spot uh, spotlight flying is actually breaks AMA rules. So no club or event is allowed to do it. Um, you know, really? Uh, lose their AMA chapter membership whatever you call it yeah no kidding so I don't know how I feel about that um, I built my own DIY blades uh. well that's what I was just going to ask how are they going to know whether it's DIY blades or whether you've actually purchased them oh you can tell so my DIY, you know, DIY blades you'll see the copper traces you'll see the LEDs you'll see the battery okay right um, night blades like from Edge makes a set of night blades, Switch makes a set of night blades. Um, there's Night Magic or Magic Blades or something, the ones that you can do the, the full disc like logos and colors and stuff. Right. And different animations. All of those, they don't the battery's internal. It's built into the night blade. Oh, so okay. are the LEDs, they're they're like it's all perfectly smooth. It's not built into like where you can see the bumps of LEDs on my night blade. So it's easily um you know, noticeable if you have DIY night blades or not. Um, let's let's kind of split this up. So night blades DIY, you know, it kind of sucks because I I don't want to spend a hundred, two hundred dollars. Those magic blades or whatever they're called are like five hundred dollars, four hundred dollars for a set oh, of night. Oh really? You know, I mean, this the edge ones I think I see on eBay for like a hundred bucks, ninety five bucks. So that's not too bad for seven hundred size, right? That's what you pay for a normal seven hundred size blades. So that's not too bad, but I'm not sure what the switch are. I know there's like some composite companies that make night blades, and they're usually around one fifty to two hundred dollars. Um, and then those ones that you could do like the 
big happy face and all the different words and oh, the ones right, that, yeah. um Tarek uses. Now those are those cool. Are, yeah, those are cool, but they're also like five, six hundred bucks or something like that. They're up there in, in price. I understand why they're doing this because night blades, if you think about it, hey, I might be I might build an awesome set of night blades and that they're super secure and they're you know, there's no problems, but or I could be the other end of the spectrum where Okay, I put set of night blades, and now I'm throwing freaking battery packs at you know, 300 miles per hour at at someone, you know. But I don't. Yeah, I guess I I was gonna say you know if if is it is it that aspect of safety that they don't want projectiles, or is it the heli itself? Uh, it sounds like it's the heli itself because they're combining that with spotlight flying. Well, That's, spotlight flying, I could kind of see. I actually can kind of see. I mean, guys might be having fun. Um, and you know me, I'm I'm definitely not a big government guy, but you know if you want to do that, then you know don't don't go to an AMA field and do it. Well, but that's the thing that like you know Urcha, like you know, it's at AMA's headquarters. Like you can't go to Urcha and do night flying. And I I see online a lot of people are like, you know, that's one of the main reasons I go to Urcha. It's to see the spotlight flying, to see the night flying. You know, with with the DIY knife blades, I I think it's more of the safety issue with the blades itself. Um, you know, you, you're gonna have someone like me who just watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos and said, "Okay, I'm gonna give this a try." But you know, yeah, I don't know. know. I mean, first version, I threw a battery. Like, like, know. but but wait a minute. Like, like we were, like I say, um, you know, you know, I'm not a big government guy, uh, and I don't believe in more regulations. But I'm also I'm I'm a numbers guy. Like I'm a statistical type of guy. Where, so has there been any deaths or any instances where people have gotten hurt? There maybe there have been instances where somebody's gotten hurt, but I don't recall any deaths from, you know, uh, even though it's not the safest thing, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think so. One of the I things mean, that popped into my head was when when I was a kid, we used to go down to Daytona Beach, and I remember going down right after high school, and they were banning driving on the beach at night because too many people were getting run over. They were like mm-hmm. people would fall asleep on the beach and somebody driving down the beach would run them over. Sure. So, I mean, have more people died from getting driven over on a beach? Probably. So, <laughs> although it's not right. the safest thing, you know, maybe I, I'm going back on what I thought. The potential's there, obviously. The potential's there. And, I, you know, to answer your question, I don't think there was any. At a, at, to be at a, a place like Urcha where, you know, it's an unlimited flying area, you can... I think you can do do that safely. I mean, I don't know if it's unlimited flying area. Well, you know, I mean, you know what I mean. It's like yeah. it's a huge sky. It's a huge area. I've seen videos yeah. from Urcha, man. It's it's yeah, it's a big. It's a it's huge a, area. It's an airport, right? It has yeah. they have a freaking cross runway pattern. Um, but you know, when you when you see these pilots, like. Even a pro pilots, right? Like when you see them fly, they fly close, low to ground, you know, they, they, or if they fly big air and stuff, you never know. And I don't think there's any deaths from night blades. No, I don't, I don't recall. In particular. No. Um, there's only been four in the hobby, the helicopter hobby to, to begin with. And two right. of those have been in the United States. So, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, so, you're 400 you know, times more likely to die in the shower than get hit by injuries? a freaking. Helicopter, yeah. Junior shower. I'm sure. Have, have there been injuries? Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I've never heard of them personally, but I'm sure there's some statistics on that. I I don't know. I, I feel like... Well, let me ask you this. 
did the AMA all of a sudden wake up and say, "Hey, we're not, we don't, we don't like that"? I mean, what have they done for the last what twenty years? They were okay with it, or they just yeah. didn't say anything about it. I think they just didn't say anything about it because there's also people that were posting saying that, well, you know, people used to make their own wooden blades. And exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Which is crazy because you know, even even if you were thinking about low head speed, like okay, a seven hundred size heli running a thousand RPMs. That thing's still spinning at a thousand RPMs, you know, and and wood, I mean, it's wood. <laughs> I don't know what kind of wood they use, but it's wood. It's it's yeah. not carbon fiber. It's not steel or aluminum, like something just inherently stronger. It's wood. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still gonna fly my night blades, just not in the AMA field, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't. Yeah, we don't have uh, really a night thing going on, anyways, at our field. I thought about volunteering to to manage that when I had the time, right? Maybe like once every other month or something to just kind of get a, a late night where we. Well, I thought about it too, um, but you know, I, I said to the to the president, I told him, I said, you know, I, you know, I got a generator, I can come down here, maybe head this up one time, and he's like, he's like, no, I definitely don't mean you guys, meaning me and you, because we were both kind of new yeah. to the club at that point. I don't know, so. It is what it is. I, I think it's kind of, I don't know. At this point, like with, you know, just. I could see if it was I a new thing, if it was a month old. Right. You know, why I mean, now all of a sudden? I mean, didn't. For a, a long time. That, is this, um, is this because they just elected a new, a new president? Maybe. I don't even know who won. No, I don't either. I know there was yeah. an election. I know there was an election and. And much like this election, which. By now you know who won. I probably won't be voting for either one of them. <laughs> Presidential, I mean. That means you automatically vote for the other. Well, if I don't vote for either one, how am I voting for the one or the other? Well, not that you're voting. I, I don't want to say which side you believe on. I know it's pretty much neither because you don't want to vote. But if you don't vote, then the side that you don't want to win has a stronger vote. I don't know. Oh, that's baloney. Yeah. That's always like I watch some of these old shows, man, and, and, you know, a kid picks up some, like, ancient burial ground thing, and it's always evil. And I always watch it movies, and I go, how come they never pick up, like, a four-leaf clover and get good luck in these movies? It's always bad (laughs) luck. It's like it's such BS. (laughs) Everything's always got bad connotations to it. It's like, doesn't anything have a good one? Like... I don't know. Not in this election. Not not in not in this world. <laughs> but um, all right, let's just go back to spotlight flying. Yeah. Uh, now spotlight flying, I've never seen it in person. No, neither have I. And I can I, I can obviously see. I I was more or less talking about that. You know, because the the night actually, blade thing, I think that's pretty cool. And yeah, I don't I don't actually, I, I don't really we, see a problem with that unless the unless every light goes out on the. On the heli, right? Actually, I, I, let me change my my statement on that. I did see a little bit of spotlight flying at Flight Fest. Yeah, you know, and and then like I guess not with the night blades. Obviously, these are helicopters. Um, but every person, at, um, you know, any every person flying at night at Flight Fest had a DIY night light set. Yeah, you know, for the most part. You know, LED lights, soldered on, well, so battery. Are they just talking about helicopters or are we talking about everything? 
I think they're just talking about helicopters as far as night blades because of the, the rotating mass of blades. Okay. But spotlight flying, I mean, I'm guessing. Now, see, I have a definition of spotlight flying that that other people might not have. Like, like you brought up flight test, which or flight fest, which is which is good um, because they just had spotlight set up. Yeah, it was, it was like a football stadium. You know, yeah. you just have the spotlight set up. What just I have, think of spotlight yeah. flying is somebody with a spotlight tracking my helicopter, oh, no, no, no. and that I think is kind of dangerous. That's no, that's where I originally thought of that. That that or like here, I put my car. And here's my high beams fly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Th- I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like the the big generator spotlights, like stadium lighting. You I know, don't see a problem when with they that. light up. I mean, I don't see a problem with it unless you know what you're doing. I mean, you've seen people like I've seen videos. I, like I said, I never really saw. I saw one person flying a little bit in spotlights. I never really saw like. What I see in videos, these guys that are flying these big 700 helis and they're doing hurricanes in and out of that light. Yeah. Like I've seen videos and, and, and it could totally be the video because video um, right, cameras, right. phones, they don't pick up um, as well. Like your eyes can pick up, you know, your eyes can pick up the contrast of light and dark and a helicopter flying a lot better than a video camera can. You know, I can see there's some danger to it. If you're really good and you're always in control of the heli, then that's not really as much of a problem. But if you're new and you're not comfortable flying and then you try it, I can see that being very dangerous. Yeah. But then flying a helicopter in daytime, if you're new and don't have much experience, can be very dangerous too. So, yeah, I don't know. I just thought, you know, we should discuss something like this since uh, I saw a couple of posts about it. and You know, the, the, the community is definitely mixed. A lot of people are like hating on it. A lot of people are saying, "Yeah, I understand. You know, it makes sense." So, yeah. what's your take on it? Send us an email. Let us know. Yes. All right. What's next for you in the hobby, Kevin? What's next for me, man? Well, hopefully, I'll finish that Goblin three eighty that I have to finish. Yes. I just been busy. Uh, yesterday, I had a lot of uh, fall cleanup to do and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, I'm gonna yeah do what it takes to finish that and i'm probably going to put the the um icon back on that for reasons i mentioned earlier and um probably put i'll probably put the neo on the oxy only because i can bang that out bang on that oxy and you know get more flights in on it and i won't i won't be nervous about it i won't be i won't be like it's proven to me like i that that it works so you know i'll get it all going and then it won't be like i'll i will know what I have to adjust, you know, in the radio. Well, the first thing I think, I think, I mean, in my opinion, I don't know if you want to hear it or not, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyways. Leave the Neo. No, on I don't want to hear it. Leave the Neo on the 570. <laughs> put it on the Oxy. You have another one. Put it on the Oxy. Beat the crap out of it. Fly like your eight flights on the Oxy first. And then just do a nice, easy flight on the 570. But, but before that, replace that MESC. I'm yeah, a, yeah, I don't trust yeah. For, Dude, isn't that what I was saying though? I'll put the Neo on the Oxy. Yeah, but you're like, I'll take, the, I'll put the Icon back on the 570. I don't think that. No, on the 380. That. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about the 570. Sorry. No, I'm, maybe I misspoke. No, no, maybe. But no, I, I want to keep I, it on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep it on the 570. Get get the Hobbywing 120 or whatever yeah. on there. Whatever Hobbywing you want to get. 
um, put the UI sensor on it there too, and then put the you know put put the Neo in the Oxy. Get get like get a couple flights on it. Get used to it. Exactly. You know, and and you'll notice that once you get used to it's weird because I don't want to fly any helis on my DX9 anymore because I'm I'm not used it's not I'm not used to it anymore. You know how like you weren't used to the V control. Well, I'm not used to a DX9 or a DXA. You know, or Spectrum their gimbals anymore. Yeah. It's funny that you'll figure out how quickly you get comfortable with the V control, and then you're like, eh. I gotta buy more V bars. This sucks because you're gonna want to switch over your fleet. Yeah, I'm sure that's what'll wind up happening. But yeah, take it easy. Um, take it easy with the 570 because that your your head speed is not holding at all. No, I don't um, like it. I don't like the fact that it is where it's at and really kind of drops. You know, bogs every now and then. And you could hear it today. Yeah, I was you know, really I, I, I could it. definitely hear it today. Um, I'd be interested if I could get a flight on that 570 just to kind of see, you know, are you just oh, dating yeah. too much? Because, you know, the, your pitch curves might be different. Like, you, I think you're running a little bit higher pitch. I think we said 12 and a half, right? Don't you normally run 12? Or do you run 12 and a half on the other helis? No, I run 12 and a half, I think. Okay. Pretty sure, yeah, 12 and a half. Yeah, I'm just curious if it's, you know, if you're just getting heavy with the collective or because you're loading up the head too quickly. I'm loading up or, the head? Yeah. Bogging the head, bogging the motor by loading up the head. Yeah, Thank probably. you, RCHN. I know what these terms mean. <laughs> so get that going. Let's see. You'll get used to it. You'll love it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all you're going to be working on for now? Yeah, that's it. How about you, man? It's a very short list. You know, so I cracked the tail fin. I'm almost contemplating not putting a tail fin on there, but eh. I got an extra one. I'll put one on there. Not a big deal. Yeah, I think you should. I don't know. I was flying. <laughs> I was flying without it. <laughs> yeah, but you want the protection, I think, there. Yeah. Yeah, no, true. I don't want to bash up my tube tail, the three-bladed tail. Uh, so, yeah, I pretty much have that to do. I, I still haven't gotten a chance to work on that Y6 and get the gimbal on there. Oh, but right. I, I did. I did uh, Perry was at the field, one of our club members, and I was checking out his um, FT dragonfly you yep. see how he mounted his gimbal and how he handled his battery and he has it on a on a basically on two uh half inch dowels where the gimbal sits on one end and he can actually slide his battery back and forward on the on the back half um that's gonna be tough for me because i have the the rear back motor right because i have it's a y6 connect you know so i've you know, on the top is three motors, on the bottom is three motors. So I, I mean, depending on where the the truss bars that I'm going to put in the camera mount system, right? If I can make a little mount that I could put the battery on without hitting the bottom prop, so I'll have to take a look at the clearance on that. So right. I still got that to work on, but I mean, truthfully, um, by the time this episode comes out, will be Friday, meaning. Yesterday, the day before this episode comes out, I have signed my life away, and I will be an owner of a house. And at that point, I will probably have a lot of work ahead of me, house related and not RC related. You know, I, I still know that I'm going to go flying, but being the winner, being that um, I don't even know how. Like you, you and Jeff were talking about snow today, um, in in your area of ice. 
build yeah, up yeah. on your roots and yep. all this stuff. And I was just like, oh crap, I didn't even think about that. That you, you know, would you say west of 287, you know, just you get so much more snow and ice and yeah. So I'm not even ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like so. Do you have a lawnmower? No. Do you have a snowblower? No. Do you have a leaf blower? No. Do you have a weed whacker? I'm like, Jeez. I got a heli. <laughs> got a heli. Yeah, I got a heli. I'll just take the tail or the, oh boy. the dossy, just cut the, you know. Do you have Jeff's but, um, number? Yeah. <laughs> I should have said, I got your number. Yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah, so it seems like, you know, there's going to be a lot of things uh, occupying my time in the near future with this house, but I'm still going to try to make time to go flying when the weather permits. Even when the weather doesn't permit, I think, you know, you and I spoke about finding a local field or somewhere where you can just get out for a couple hours, you know, fly, freeze our ass off, and then be like, okay, (laughs) calling it a day. So Cool. That's about it. Uh, Let's uh, let's wrap it up then. All right. Let's wrap it up. Facebook likes. 348 plus seven from or plus seven this week, it says. Now, being that it's Sunday and not normally Tuesday, I don't know how to you know take this plus seven if it's like the plus three from last week or the plus five from last week it was plus five know. it was plus five and two names but, was only, but yeah there's two names now it's plus seven and there's four more names that still doesn't equal seven. Oh man don't equal six. so doesn't facebook realize we're letting our listeners down <laughs> by not being able to butcher their names <laughs> <laughs> right? To properly give thanks in the most improper way. <laughs> in the only way we know. In the only way we know, as we do. All right. Let's just cue the music. I'm not going to really have any problems with any of these things, but... Oh, no. All right. All right. <laughs> it sounds like you're calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get the music going. Here we go. We got Tim Waybright. Oh, this one's hard. Heli Guy. Wait a minute. Is that his real name? Heli Guy? I don't think it's his real name. I don't think so. But he's the Heli Guy. He's the Heli Guy or Mr. Heli Guy. Or maybe, yeah. Maybe just Heli Guy. Maybe just Heli Guy. That's awesome. Yeah. We got Patrick Freeman and Kerry Snyder. All right. Oh, that wasn't bad. Did Did I mess any of them up? No, he did a pretty good job. I think Heli Guy messed up on. No, it's going to be heli-plane multi-rotor guy that you're going to mess up on. Heli-plane what? <laughs> heli-plane multi-rotor guy when he joins. Oh, when he man. When, when he likes us, it's going to be over. <laughs> you know, I was thinking today, what are we going to do when we get like 500 likes or something? We get, we, we were doing stickers when we did 100. We, we got to do something when we reach 500. I don't I know no what, idea. though, yet. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll, I think we'll we got some time to think about it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 500 <laughs> likes. We're at 348. Yeah, about 142, 152, I mean. Nice. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for liking us. All right, do we have any Facebook comments? I know we did, um, but since we were, like, kind of in a rush with the show, I didn't I didn't really get a chance to look at that much. Uh, I know that uh, Chris Breams commented, that guy Cam, he, he commented, too, um, on the Facebook mm-hmm. page. Yeah. So thanks guys. I didn't I didn't get a chance to copy down what they wrote. And Facebook for me is is really uh it's kind of 
bad on my phone. Like, I'll get an alert, and when I go to try and look it up, sometimes I see old stuff. I mean, I'm just, I, I don't know. I guess, I don't know, dude. It seems like these these companies come out with this stuff, and they get it right the first time, and then they keep messing with it till it doesn't work. Like, Siri yeah. used to be perfect for me, and now I can't even get it to work on my new phone. Like, I got an, right. I, uh, an i6, a new one, and I can't even get that thing to work the right way. So well, I'm I'm sorry. So maybe shit's just leaving me in the dust. Yeah, I don't know. No worries though. Yeah. See what's next here. Website comments. Yeah. Did you see any? I did not. I did not. Um. Wait. Let me double check because I don't want to. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. 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 I mean. <laughs> oh no, that's for Podbean. Um. I got Podbean covered. You got Poppy covered? I got it covered. That's one thing I know how to check. All right, so let's move on to Podbean. Yes, uh, I don't really know how to pronounce this name, but it, it's almost like Brickmeyer. It's B-R-C-K Meyer started yeah, following Brickmeyer. us. So uh-huh. thanks, Mr. Brickmeyer. And Mike Welch. Maybe Brockmeyer? Like, maybe Brockmeyer. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but Mike welch uh liked our episode 47 going big via podbean so thanks guys nice thank you thanks podbean for making it nice and simple yeah itunes review we have an itunes review oh sweet this is amazing i I just want to thank everybody that has left us a review and even if you have thought about leaving us a review review, i want to thank you because this has uh, been an amazing uh journey so far um Mm mm-hmm this is from Dr. Enigma, or Nigma, and he writes, entertaining and educational. He says, I have been flying RC helicopters for five years. I became aware of this podcast about two months ago. I've listened to over 20 episodes. I really enjoy listening to these guys. They are not only very entertaining, but they also discuss relevant RC information, including tips, tricks, product reviews and the latest news in the hobby keep up the good work thanks five stars awesome. thank so, you thank you doctor yes the doctor has spoken the doctor has spoken yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> awesome that's so cool man thank you yeah, we thank appreciate you. it a lot thanks guys thanks for everybody who's, who's left us a review yeah even um what's that first review let's let's oh, what's that first review Funkin' Wagnalls? No. No, what was it? It wasn't that, was it? By Gary Manilow? Oh, Gary Manilow, yes. On Christmas (laughs) Eve, this guy took the time to leave us a review. On Christmas Eve, wow. Yeah, December 24th, 2015. That's awesome. So, yeah, I want to give a special thanks to Dan K. Reed for coming on the show. Yes. And, uh, you know, we got to know Dan a little more and really appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners and uh, future listeners that might listen to this episode will appreciate Yeah, I got to say, man, it's been amazing, dude. Like, we were talking about it today, uh, like how many mm-hmm. good podcasts that we've uh, really had a good time doing. And we're so, like, thankful that people actually are listening to them and, and get the same enjoyment that we get out of it. Yeah. Um, definitely, this one's been one of them, the, you know. I'd say for me, it's been everyone. But when you think about like just the different hosts and that we've had on and 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 guys we've talked to, and 
and girls we've yeah. talked to. I mean, it's just been amazing. It has been. It really has been. It's And we appreciate all of it. We appreciate all the listeners, you know, for supporting us. For listening. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for joining us in this, you know, where a couple guys just ran about different crap in the RC hobby, you know. I, I'm, I, You know, it still shocks me when... When I look at Podbeam and see, like, wow, we got quite a bit of downloads, you know. When when we go to a fun fly and people are like, hey, you guys do that podcast, right? Like, yeah. all that stuff just, like, it still wows me, you know. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. It's great. You know, and we appreciate it. We, You know, it's uh, yeah, dude, that, It is. And, you know, what Dan said was it was really true about, you know, that's where the paycheck is, is when you talk to these guys and. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, when I was at Flight Fest and, and somebody came up mm-hmm. and said, you know, they're a listener or just wanted more to know more about the podcast and stuff, dude, I was yeah. just, like, overjoyed and stopped whatever I was doing to hang out and talk to them for five minutes, talk to them for an hour. I didn't care, man. Right. Yeah. I just mean, just yeah. a way of paying back. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for Flight flight Test. And, you know, one of our big influences was RCHN, you know? Yeah. So between, like, flight test helping us get into the hobby of flight right right uh you know or not even helping us get into it but i would say helping us succeed in in the hobby yeah um you know and then rchn on on the flip side uh and i I wish i mentioned this before um (laughs) you know when i first started dating uh maria's gonna probably kill me for this saying this way maria yeah uh you know she was like you know, we just started dating, and it was kind of all new, and, and, like, Chris was coming around, and she's like, oh, you know, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, Google RCHF, get me a hoodie. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so she she bought me a hoodie, and, you know, she was, like, freaking out. She's like, oh, I bought you the wrong thing. You know, it has a picture of a microphone and not of a helicopter. <laughs> She's freaking out. I'm like, no, no, that's it. That's the right one. It's a podcast, you know. And she was freaking out. Like, I was like, oh, baby, don't worry about it. This is exactly what I wanted. Thank oh, you. Oh, that's funny, dude. Yeah, well, hopefully Dan listens to it, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that memory, Dan. That was, <laughs> that was all because of you guys you and, and the whole RCHN crew, you know. I'll I'll share a good memory, dude. When I drove out to uh, Flight Fest uh, 2014, I binged listened to these guys on the way out to Ohio on the way back, and uh-huh. I never laughed so hard, man. Listening to the one episode where Justin was talking about CA and his finger and his nose, dude. Oh, I was, and his nose. <laughs> I was crying. I was laughing so hard, man. And it's so funny because you know that's so like a little bit of an inside joke that like. You still hear remnants. <laughs> yeah, I think like a couple episodes ago they were talking about something related to you know accidents or CA and and all this stuff. So <laughs> it's hilarious. I uh, love it. Love it. All right, drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail dot com. Facebook like us facebook dot com slash freefallrcpodcast. Check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.com. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. What's up, Chris? What's up? Uh, Chris is, uh, you know, even Dan. Even Dan recognizes the awesomeness of Chris Reiber. <laughs> it just you emanates know? from New York, dude. Just spreads uh, out from there. You know what it is? Is you know, when you meet, and he's right, like when you meet honest, good 
people like Chris who like, you know, want to help people and, you know, move the hobby forward. Like you, you recognize that. And, and the they get- guy takes the two hours that we record this show and he sits on his toilet in a basement for two yeah. hours, dude. That's dedication, man, right there. Yeah. And, and, and 95% of the time, he needs to take a piss and he holds it in until the last, until, until we're done. <laughs> you know, and he's sitting there looking at his toilet. Like, oh my God. It's right That's there. That's torture. <laughs> it's torture. It's, it's right, right there, there I but I can't pee. pee. There's, no, there's no mute button. I can't pee. Oh my God. Oh, anyways, Chris going to kill us. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. You know, thank him. Check out the webpage, you know. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, let's see. What do we got next? Flight test forums. We're located off the field. Audio and video production. Other than flight test podcast. Free fall RC podcast. Say what's up to Nick. What's up, Nick? What's up? What's up, my Nick? And- <laughs> <laughs> okay. And <laughs> free fall. Oh my god! Free for RC podcast. We're right next to uh, the FT Community Cast. So say hi to them. Hi, Patch and Mike. Yeah, subscribe to their podcast. Yes, subscribe to RCHN if uh, if you're into helicopters or you're into just you know a bunch of guys that love the hobby. That you know they make us laugh, so I'm sure they'll make you laugh. So yeah, yeah. subscribe to RCHN, RC Heli Nation. Join the nation. Two Version two Again, thanks to all our guest hosts in the last, I mean, I don't even know how many. I think this is number seven of the series. And I think this might be the last one or the second to last one. But we'll see how scheduling uh, works out. But, yeah, thanks to all our guest hosts. Thanks to all our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Thanks. Yeah, dude. So we might have to just kill the whole series number and just... Do it whenever we want to do it. Well, I mean, this is no. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to highlight it. Also, yeah. Um, you know, really like influence some people or things on the hobby. So, how was your week, man? Uh, my week was great. We had Dan K. Reed on the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, Week over. Yeah. (laughs) It's magic. Magic. Remember that comedian? The one comedian that was like, F you, it's magic. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you actually remember that? Yeah. That was like the first time Andrew Dice Clay came out and uh, on that show. It was like a New Year's Eve show. Yeah. Oh, nice. Dude, you must have been like nine years old. I think I might have saw it like later on but yeah i think i was young <laughs> i don't remember like oh, I, I remember seeing it but i don't remember how old I was. tim allen was on that was a part mm-hmm. of that yep Crazy. yeah i really like tim allen he's awesome yeah all right uh okay <laughs>